Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 40th episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Wow. Can you believe that we've officially reached number 40? I know, over the hill. Crazy, right? Today, we're going to talk about how to deal with angry customers. Now, guys, I'm not just talking about angry customers. I'm talking about angry customers. These are to the ones that are just absolutely pissed and aren't necessarily acting rationally. And I think this is such an important business concept to cover no matter what industry you're in, as long as you're client-facing. So we're going to have stories, tips, strategies in dealing with angry customers And perhaps we can talk about how this is applicable for your boss or anyone who you may be working with as well, because anger is just a part of life. Am I right? So quick call to action here. Email us your response to this question here that I'm going to pose. Is the customer always right? You believe the customer is always right. Let me know why. If you don't think the customer is always right, then please also let me know why. I would also like to hear any customer horror stories that you've had and how you've personally dealt with them. And maybe we'll read a few of these in the future. All right, I think that's enough intro for now. Let's get right to it. Let's make your life even more fulfilling with our 40th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Let me just preface this by saying I'm by no means the Yoda of customer service. There are actually plenty of other professionals out there who have had decades, and I mean decades, of experience in this field. But dudes and dudettes, I really do have my fair share of customer service experience. I, for example, was in the food and beverage industry for seven years um, as a server, manager, bartender, you name it. And I've had a business um, for nearly five years with many clients. So this is something that is really important to me and has been a really big part of my learning journey over the last decade, and I've really put a lot of analytical thought into it over every experience I've had with angry customers. So just to kind of open this up, I like to open up every podcast with a story, and this story is with a past angry customer that I had back in 2015 for the resume service. Now, uh, believe it or not, guys, I found a clip in my arsenal of phone call recordings, and I'm just going to play it for you guys, and um, so that way you guys can can kind of hear it in real time and how this call went down. It's it's, it's pretty crazy, right? I have I have a recording, and I'm going to show it to you. All right, here goes. Let's play the clip. Hey, this is Chris. What's your grandma? How can I help you? Hi, my name is Kim, and um, oh. I, I'm a customer of you guys, and I'm oh, okay, and I'm absolutely like I, 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 I've never been. Okay, and, and so you were a, a customer of ours? Yes, yes. I, I had your guys two weeks ago. And okay. and, and, and what, what specifically did we do that did not meet your expectations? Let me, let me just tell you something. I can't believe that the last thing you've said to me, you stupid. Okay, if you couldn't tell by now, that wasn't an actual call in my arsenal. Um, but it was it was pretty similar to how the actual call opened up just not the easiest thing to deal with and i know a lot of you guys have been in very similar situations and in, in uh, dealing with customers it's it's they open up the story and instantly it's it's almost incoherent what they're trying to get across just because they're so angry so 
why do I think this is such a good topic to cover? Well, reason number one, because it's stressful AF. Like I've, I've, ladies and gentlemen, loved my career as somebody in service, but this, this one thing probably stresses me out more than anything else. So if you're the type of person who potentially deals with angry clients, um, then having a good understanding of how to deal with these customers can really improve your daily work life. So you'll be able to last longer in certain positions. You'll be able to do better. And believe me, you're going to be a lot less stressed out when you know how to actually manage these issues. From a business perspective, this is also incredibly important. The way you deal with these customers can make or break your company sales. Now, I don't care if it's your company or you're representing the company. Your reputation is everything. And in this world of online where everything is posted on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Yelp, whatever, these types of things are incredibly important. Now, these angry moments are moments of opportunity, and I believe that they're incredibly pivotal. For instance, in that clip that I played you, that was a reenactment. Uh, this was an actual client that we had, and we were able to deal with the issue in such a way that got the customer on our side so much so that she kept coming back to us over and over again. Like, isn't that crazy that you can turn somebody who is so unbelievably upset and disappointed with the experience that they had and turn them into an opportunity of a revenue generating opportunity and an opportunity to offer them as much value as possible. Another benefit, I always say this, you'll be able to develop a thick alligator skin that can help you deal with your angry mother-in-law or that jackwad who just honked at you in traffic. You know, a lot of you guys are in traffic right now and dealing with, let's just say, um, people that are, are really tough to deal with. Okay, let's break it down here. The first core tenet of dealing with angry customers is start developing for yourself a sense of emotional intelligence. Like this is key concept number one. And this is what I think every other blog uh, or article online that talks about how to deal with angry customers. I think this is missing from that. And I think that depth is really important to understand. So emotional intelligence, this is the awareness of how your emotions are, are at play. So when you notice a customer getting angry at you, notice that gut-wrenching feeling in your stomach. Like actually something happens to you physiologically, or at least it happens with me as I notice my stomach tightening up and it's almost this feeling of uh, going in defense mode. There is something I believe that's incredibly powerful about noticing your physiological reactions and that you can actually do things to control the way you feel. So um, I don't know about you guys, but like I said, I feel myself tightening up. Um, I feel my breath shortening and sometimes I'll start to sweat. That happens too when it gets really heated. But this type of emotional intelligence, just the awareness is just so incredibly important. So what I recommend as much as possible during these conversations is to stop and take a breath and to just keep going. The other thing about emotional intelligence, and this is such a core concept, guys, but just understand why this person is acting that the way they do. Like I'm telling you, nine out of ten times, people are acting just from this instinct of fear, not hate for you. People aren't shouting at you because they hate you as a person, even though it feels like that sometimes. They're shouting because they're coming from a place of fear. And this definitely sounds like I'm one of those cheesy motivational speakers who say fear, 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 whatever. But it's it's so it's so incredibly true. These people are afraid that their situation's not going to work out. 
They're afraid that they're not going to impress their wife. They're afraid that their ego is going to get bruised. They're afraid that they're not going to accomplish their goals because of whatever product or service that didn't work out um, in their expectations. So think of a situation to where I'm offering you like a resume service. So I'm going to write you a resume because you have built up these expectations that your resume is going to get your foot in the door, which it definitely can. And then let's say you get back your resume and it's not where you, where it needs to be. Then all of a sudden those hopes and dreams that you may be obsessing over, like something went in between that. Like you guys know what I'm saying? Like an obstacle came in between you and your dream job, or at least that's how you're perceiving it for a lot of people that upsets them. Um, Especially if you're attached to outcomes. I know a lot of the time. How do I know? Because I've experienced these things. I've been on the side of a customer who has not gotten what they wanted and have had this, this feeling that something's not going to work out. And it definitely happens a lot more to certain people who are, I'd say more predisposed to worrying and um, just overthinking things. But I think this is just such an incredible concept to realize because once you understand this, it becomes more of a conversation of how can I help this person overcome this fear by giving them what they want, or at least giving them what I can give them. The other thing here, guys, is for a lot of these people who are acting irrational and and shouting and, and just doing these ridiculous things is literally, quite literally, adrenaline is flowing through their blood and causing them to act irrational a lot of the times. So remember that lady who I dealt with? She actually said that her hands were shaking with rage when she received her resume. And I was like, what? How is this possible? Like, how can somebody get so upset over something like this, especially when we're about to fix the problem within a week? But I totally understand because, like I said, something got in the way of what she wanted. And that was caused by fear, which she admitted to later. And adrenaline was rushing through her body, which is the physiological reaction that happens when you're getting angry. Molly Edmonds, to paraphrase her in her article, How Anger Works, and I'll drop that link actually in the description of this podcast. And she explains the physical anger reaction. She says, anger is a stress reaction which pushes us to fight or flight mode. I mean, think about this. Adrenaline or noradrenaline is rushing through the body. And the part of your brain that is dealing with emotion tends to go crazy and pushing you to do something. It's, it's motivational almost. So why am I going on this whole tangent about the brain and all of this fear related stuff? It absolutely is just so important to realize why people are acting the way that they do. This should make you less defensive. All right. Tenant number two, when it comes to dealing with angry customers and this is key, guys. Like if you if you take anything else from this podcast, it's it's going to be this next one right here and I, I just think it's so incredibly important. Reframe your conversation into problem-solving mode. Remember, it is so incredibly important to stay objective in these situations. So, remember the situation where I, you know, ended the the phone call I played earlier and like initially, like I'm telling you guys, my my feeling was to get defensive. Like that was my initial reaction was to say, oh, well, hey, what, what maybe there was something that you didn't submit that made the process or maybe, um, you know, maybe you didn't give your writer enough information or, you know, was was that part of it? Or you know, almost those were the first things that came out of my mouth because instantly, like, I know my product is good and we have our process down to a T. I like I genuinely believe 
that a lot of the times it's it's the customers who are not giving us something. But like, can you imagine if I said that, if I went into the conversation saying, oh, well, what did you do wrong? Like that instantly almost like takes away your credibility and might piss these people off even more. So even if you know in your heart of hearts that it's not your fault, like it's it's not the best approach to go into because like I said, these people, A, aren't acting rationally, like they're not acting 100% logically, right? I said where they're angry customers. So these are emotional customers, you know, just by the by the very nature of that. And it's just really incredibly important to remove the emotions for yourself because there's already enough anger. There's already enough emotion running through the phone line at that point, And you need to make sure to go into that problem solving mode. Just remember, first and foremost, you need to think about this as a puzzle that you're trying to solve. Think about this phone call in the situation as less of an argument, as less of a, how can I save face? How can I make myself seem less like an idiot? If you kind of are that good to the point where you can drop that ego of yours, like I'm telling you, you're going to be unstoppable. Like it's going to be crazy. So think of the issue as a puzzle you are trying to solve. I think the benefit of that will be it will make you more curious about the root of the problem, which would better help you solve it. Not only that, but you're not letting your emotions cloud your judgment. And the quicker you can make your emotions not cloud your judgment, the quicker you can solve the problem and get them to cooperate. And so at that point, when you are in this problem-solving, almost almost curious mindset, some really good questions will start to come out to start to solve the problem. And uh, yeah, guys, I promise you, this is going to help you out a lot. The other thing that going into problem-solving mode can do is it will give you a sense of confidence that you would not otherwise have if you were taking it so personally. So guys, just like speaking from experience, this is the journey I've learned is when I am taking it personally, when I am getting defensive or emotional, I tend to, yeah, like I said, just go into that fight or flight, you know, weak defensive mode, which is it's not serving anyone like at all. If I start to doubt myself because my ego is so attached to it, but the benefit of when you go into this objective problem solving mode is it doesn't become about your ego. It doesn't become about your emotions or what your personal reputation is or you know them belittling you or anything like that. It becomes more about that detective mode that I talked about. And what I've noticed in my past experience is this will instantly change my physiological responses. So I'll, my breath will stop shortening. You know, I'll stop sweating. I'll Oh, my stomach will stop tightening. That was, that was the other one. And I'll notice that it's just my general sense of well-being and confidence when I'm having these calls is just restored back to normal. And this is the absolute best position you can be in when you're getting shouted out, you know, shouted at by customers. But if you can instill a sense of confidence in them just by the very nature that you're confident, that's going to help them tr- trust you a lot more and realize that they're going to get their problem solved. It's no big deal. So not to brag or anything, but in most of the situations where I've had this mindset of confidence and going into problem solving mode, like the call is nine times out of 10 ended up being incredibly positive at the very end. You know, they'll either say, you know, I'm sorry, I, I, you know, was so angry in the very beginning. I, I just was fearful that I wasn't going to get a good product. And then boom, a great rating comes through. And I'm like, yes, got to teach this to other people because this is, this is just such an incredible, incredible concept that I think everyone needs to know. 
All right, the final tenet on how to deal with angry customers, and this is more of the strategy one for you people who like the actionable stuff. I'm a real big fan of the LAST technique, and this is L-A-S-T, it's an acronym, and I've even heard of the BLAST technique, which I'll tell you about after the LAST technique because it's, it's kind of a lot of information to take in. So the four things to really focus on when having these conversations are listen, apologize, solve, and thank. So starting with listen, this is absolutely crucial, and I'm glad they put this at the beginning of the acronym because this is what makes the most sense. So really during the beginning of that conversation, you should really be framing it as trying to take in as much as possible to try to hear from their perspective. This is incredibly important for two reasons. Reason number one, it allows them to vent because sometimes that's all these customers want to do is just vent and express themselves. And this can really go a long way in helping to defuse the situation. The other thing that listening does is it gives you as much ammo as possible in how to actually solve the problem, which we're going to cover later. Thing number two, and believe it or not, this is really overlooked. And this, I, this absolutely surprises me about the amount of times that people don't apologize to me in situations where I feel wronged. Doesn't matter if I was actually wronged, I feel wronged. And this is where the apology really comes into play. If in the situation you're dealing with a client who is upset with you, it's really important to say you're sorry for it. Like I'm telling you, if you listen, solve, and think, but don't apologize, it, the, the, the acronym is not complete and you still might end up with a customer who just doesn't not have that feeling of satisfaction at the end that they so crave. So make sure to say sorry, even if it's not your fault, even if it's not the company's fault, even saying things like, I'm sorry you feel like your product was not good. I think that's okay too. Thing number three, solve. And this is where the whole tenet of going into problem-solving mode comes into play. Um, this is where you are going to try as much as possible to get on the same side as the customer and to get them to be on the same side as you to actually attack what the core of the issue is. If you don't know what the core of the issue is, find out. So like, for instance, the, the initial problem that a customer might come to you is like the, the product sucks or the service sucks. Well, what specifically about the service sucks? You know, maybe, maybe it'll come down to the actual root of the issue and you'll find out that the customer just felt like they weren't listened to during the process. And these are really things that you can't find out unless you're on that phone call and you're uncovering what the issues are. So you're asking questions. You're, you're really trying to dig deeply into finding out what the actual core problem is. And this is how you're able to solve these problems and go forward with your follow-up. The final part about the last technique is to thank them. You're thanking them for bringing their feedback to the table. I think it's also important to have that gratitude. Think about it. They're coming to you for these problems and they're giving you the opportunity to solve these problems yourself. They're not going behind your back on Yelp, Facebook, whatever, and posting a one-star review. No, they're actually giving you the chance to solve the problem. It's really a good thing, guys, that you're having this conversation. They're not easy conversations to have, believe me, I know. But it is important to realize that this is better than them posting about you on social, even though they'll threaten to do that too anyway. The other, uh, I'd say, variation of the last technique is the blast technique, which I just think is the most hilarious thing ever. 
like I want to blast you as a as an angry customer. That's what you're trying to do. Um, but B is for believe. Can you guys think of situations where you just straight up don't want to believe a customer because they're trying to get something free from you or I don't know, something like that. It's such an important thing to believe your customer, even if even if they're not right, even if you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they might be lying to you. I think that's fine too. But as a good customer service practice that's going to help your business move forward, it's really important to believe it. When I was an intern at Starwood, uh, one of the questions asked during a seminar was, what if, what if you have a customer who is just trying to get a free room? You know, what if you have a customer who's just complaining because you know that, you know, they're just trying to get something free from you. And I was just so shocked by the response, which, which was this radical, almost certainly believing the customer because yeah, I mean, they acknowledge that, yeah, you're going to have these customers in, you know, maybe one, two, three percent of the cases who are trying to get something from you. But what about the other vast majority of customers who are coming with a real concern or a real problem? Like, what are you going to do about those customers? You know, even if you're not sure if you believe them or not, it's always good to err on the side of believing them because you're just going to screw yourself over if you don't. Be objective about it. Don't tie your ego to it. And that's going to help you out tremendously. We have a few honorable mention tips that can help you out with the situation when you're on the phone with an angry client. So use their name, 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 say it throughout it. Uh, throughout the conversation, there's just something incredibly powerful about hearing your name that might make it a little bit more, I don't know, make the conversation more palpable. According to the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, there is nothing more sweet than the sound of your name. No other word in the entire world. Another technique that I've heard from people is to smile on the phone. So I'm smiling right now in this podcast. It feels kind of weird, but it's it somehow kind of changes the overall vibe of it. And, um, even if you are on the phone, people can notice these types of things. It's just the weirdest thing. So try it out. You know, I'm not going to hundred percent back it. Um, I've heard it works, but this is also another thing that can help you out. All right, this is it. This is the episode. So in dealing with angry customers, remember to a start developing a sense of emotional intelligence. This is going to help you in all areas of your life. Number two, reframe into problem solving mode. If it's anything you're going to remember, remember that. And thing number three is practice the last technique whenever possible. So listen, apologize, solve, and think. So this concludes our 40th episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior podcast. Let me know what you think of this episode. So email us at projects at letseatgrandma.com and let us know if you have any customer horror stories when you had to deal with an angry client And I would also love to hear your opinion on the old adage or saying that the customer is always right. Do you agree with the statement? And if so, then why? Do you disagree with the statement? And if so, then why? I would love to hear from you guys. And you guys are true warriors. And I really appreciate the people emailing in about their opinions and saying how the podcast is helping to change their life. And they're they're extremely influenced by it. it. Means the world to me. And it would also mean the world to me if you let other people know that. So go tell your family and friends that there is a podcast out there that genuinely cares about getting this message across to stay motivated and to be the best professional you can be. So cheers, guys. Until next time, go out and be warriors and I'll see you next week.
And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.